Sometimes you feel like it's cursed when something takes so long to come out and you don't know if it's really going to come out. I'm Steven. And I'm Kevin. And this is Loot Time. Go! All right, so we're back. A little bit cursed. A little bit cursed. A little bit cursed. I uh, couldn't use my Bluetooth headphones. Is this going to be like I, the poltergeist where things start like start floating? Right, and, like everyone's like getting cursed, and you know, I'm, you don't want people to die. No, no, no. We don't want set, anyone to die. I mean, my TV might go all scrambly and stuff, but they're here. I know, right? <laughs> so yeah, we're we're a little bit cursed tonight, sort of. Um, but it's okay. Right, it's, it's, we're it's working not right quite now. Late October yet, but I no. think we're pre-cursing ourselves. Right. Um, hopefully, this isn't a curse. But uh, tonight, I decided to invite my brother Rob, um, who's been on a few podcasts before, talking about different things here and there. But one of the things that is on the Loot Crate uh, this month is Evil Dead Two, mm-hmm. and my brother's a huge, huge, huge fan of Evil Dead, so I figured I'd invite him on. Welcome to the show, Rob. Welcome. Hey, how's it going? Good. So uh, you're feeling cursed tonight, too? Oh, yeah. I'm at work, so, you know. Well, it's a big curse to be at work. I mean, who doesn't want to... Saturday night? Yeah, Saturday night, sitting at work, you know, rather have a ton of money and just, you know, float through life instead. But no, I'm cursed. That that sounds like an uncursed life to me. (laughs) I know, right? Um, So first up, um, how do people feel about curses? Do you think they exist? I mean, obviously... In sports, you know, sports teams think there are curses and, Mm. you know, people in their lives think there are curses. Do you think it's actually like a legitimate thing or do you think, you know, people just need to kind of calm down and take life as it is? Um, I think it might be a little bit of both. I think if people think about it too much, it'll, uh, crowd their mind, their thoughts. So the more they think about it the more that they feel like they're going to, something's going to happen to them. Like super superstitious. Like yes, it's all superstition. Yeah. Really. Like a black cat or like dust or a broom or walking under a ladder or broken mirror. Or, and then you think you're cursed for the rest of your life. Right. Almost Cause you did those things. Right. And then the more you think about it, I feel like, but then there's that whole other side that, yep. I mean, do you feel like you've ever been cursed or have a curse upon your head? Sometimes, yeah, maybe, maybe just a few times where you're like, man, I wish life could just go so much better. Right. Like you just have like, instead of having one off day, like you have just days in a row where it's just completely off. Like no matter what you try to do to get back on schedule, everything, it's just, yeah. I mean, I always felt like I was cursed working at Best Buy because I never get promoted. And you're just like, stuck in the same it's like spot. Same job. I'd interview like five, six, seven times for the same position and never get it. And I'm like, why? Okay, first of all, uh-huh. why do I even have a job here? If you don't think I'm good enough or qualified, why am I still here? Why am I even still here at this point? You should probably just let me go if you don't think I can move forward in the right. company. Lay me off, do something. But I think they just wanted to keep me in my, my because place. you're good at your job. I'm good at my job. Good at what I'm currently doing. As opposed to being able to progress. You're a peon. Yes. 
So, um, what about you, Rob? Are you, are you cursed? Are you, uh, uh you know, I, I don't really necessarily believe in curses. I think it's just all, you know, a mindset and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if you're having a bad day, it might not necessarily mean you're cursed. Maybe you're just having a bad day. So, you know, I mean, I, Working in uh, television, you see a lot of bad stuff, so you kind of get that mindset of bad things are going to happen. Nothing you can really do about it except, you know, get through it and hope for better days ahead. Huh? Yeah, you're like your your sports game you're walk, watching, like the Packers game last mm-hmm. week oh, when God. they went, went when they went into overtime against the Vikings. You're like, oh crap, our station's cursed. We got to stay wow. on another. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. you know. I, you know, I'm a big Mariners fan, so, you know, we haven't been to the playoffs in 17 years. Yeah, but and... that's not, I don't think the Mariners have a specific curse. The Cubs well, have a curse. That's the true. Cubs, the, the Red Sox. The Red Sox had a fairly legitimate I think, curse. Uh the Vikings, they have a curse with their kickers. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, Gary Anderson, Blair Walsh, and then that rookie guy that we just let go. Yeah, and, but even, yeah. the, even against the Rams, when that dude hit the uprights on that, Oh, on that yeah. field goal, and if it would have missed, I swear to God, if right. that would have been a, a miss, curse, it would have been a curse. <laughs> but it was funny; everyone was like, "Just watch, new kicker's gonna, he's yeah, gonna fuck up." Yeah. But uh, so yes, yeah, so there are a lot of curses out there. So hopefully, none, you know, no witch comes up to me and oh, puts a curse on me, turns or, into a rat or a mouse. You know, like in Stephen King's Thinner, the mm-hmm. the gypsy I was just thinking Thinner, yeah. Yeah, dude puts a curse on him, and I mean, I guess if you're a fat guy, you're like at, at some point you're like, "Ooh, I'm losing weight. This is a great curse. This is the perfect curse." But then you you go too far, and your body just kind of withers, shuts right down, and to nothing. Now, ugh. curses if curses would just stop at some point, right? You're like, okay, like a limit. Yeah, there's a limit yeah. to how cursed you could possibly be. <laughs> Maybe like the rock bottom of yeah. like. <laughs> You won't get this broke, but you'll be broke. Like. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, this month, Loot Crate's theme is obviously cursed. We've been talking Ooh. about it a little bit. Um, so there's a few uh, franchises that we're going to delve into. Um, one being that I mentioned earlier, Evil Dead 2. And the other one is Gremlins. Now, when we get into Gremlins, we'll kind of talk about why and what is a curse about that. But first up, um, we're going to talk about Evil Dead 2. Um, so I just saw it this morning on VHS. Those are some old movies. I know. <laughs> well, well, the, the, the VHS, as Kev pointed out, was mm-hmm. probably the best way to watch it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the way it was made and the... the and it's like natural. It's a, yeah. I mean, that's that's how it came out. It came out on VHS in the 80s and... You know, that's the kind of the progression. That's how you want to watch it. So first up, we'll give you a little synopsis. Um, Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn, um, is a full blast of horrific fun, only glimpsed by the original The Evil Dead. Ghastly special effects and witty slapstick humor will scare you silly and leave you screaming for more. So Bruce Campbell, the only survivor of the original Evil Dead, um, was uh, is back, um, and him and his girlfriend... Um, go out to a cabin. I got to stop you right there though. So in the, in the evil dead Two, to save time and money, they completely ignore the first movie. So how the first movie operates, it's a group of them and 
Bruce well, Campbell's yes. character this, this, is the only survivor. Yes, I get that, but this is the synopsis for the second movie. Wow. <laughs> if you let me let me finish. I will. So Bruce and his girlfriend Annie uh, must once again do battle with uh, uh, sadistic warriors of the spirit world, um, discovering an ancient book of exorcism, the Book of the Dead. Bruce fights the possessed um, at their own game. This book is anything but light reading. When read out loud, it unleashes supernatural demons bent on brutal torture and bloody revenge. So I I feel like just watching, not seeing the first one, uh, but watching the second one, I feel like, first of all, who brings their girlfriend out into the middle of the woods? Yeah, a cabin to like a, that. To a cabin. Well, it's supposed I'm, to be like a romantic not, evening. Romantic weekend at a cabin. Well, well, I get it, but they went to a cabin that wasn't even theirs. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe they, they, like, they found somebody to rent it. No, I know, but Ash walks up to the door and he's like, oh, looks like no one's home. Perfect. Let's, let's just, let's stay just here. go in. And <laughs> I mean, know. they were getting yeah. pretty kissy-faced. I mean, the cool thing about this movie that I that I, I noticed before I even watched it was the runtime's only 84 minutes. So, so I so that's I knew, a pretty short movie. Yep, so mm-hmm. I knew going in it was gonna be short. So right. I was like, I can watch this this morning, no problem, and, and get it over with. But just watching it, I'm like everything came really quick which was kind of nice for a movie it just got like right i have not it. really seen a movie and i mean granted the movie made in the 80s budget special effects stuff like mm-hmm. that for that era was phenomenal but you kind of had to make it short to get through everything i mean you have a budget like that in the 80s you kind of have to you're filming on film special effects only last so long right I mean, you'll run out of blood eventually unless you have as much money as you need. So, well, I mean, blood is really cheap to make. It is. But, I mean, to the film is the most expensive. Back in the 80s, film was right. the oh, most yeah. expensive part. So just looking at it, you could tell a lot of those shots were done in two, two maybe maybe three takes at most just to get through it. Mm-hmm. And it, the cool thing is I think it kind of reminded me of Beetlejuice in a way, the way Beetlejuice was filmed. I see that. Now, and it was just the way that the the shots were, the special effects, the demons, just the way it looked. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminded me. But the funny thing was, I, it, I since I'd never seen it before, it reminded me of that. But Beetlejuice was actually made after the year after Evil, Evil Dead, Dead 2, 2 was. So okay. I'm, I'm guessing Beetlejuice took a little inspiration, a little inspiration from that. And it was kind of cool, like the, the way the demon's head formed and molded and, and the, the way it changed. Like you could really see that, you know, kind of stuff. So um, first thing I actually wrote down was, you know, when you were going into it and Rob, you can probably speak to this since you've seen it probably a million times. Yes. I mean, did you go into it thinking horror movie first and then it kind of gradually changed into comedy or... Were you thinking, oh, I know this is a comedy going in and I'm going to I'm going to laugh. It's going to be funny, but it's going to be scary, too. Well, so I obviously I watched the the original one first. So knowing that the first one was a horror film. Yes. And yeah. going to the second one, you think, OK, it's going to be more horror. And I think it just more gradually comes up on you where you see the mix of both horror and the comedy. And it's just the way they just blend everything together is so well done and it's just so good. And I know they made the third movie evil dead three army of darkness, which is basically campy 
it was more of a comedy than a horror. So the second one really takes what they did well in the first one with the horror and then the comedy of the third one. And they just really blended it really nicely. And I just, it's a really good movie and I absolutely love it. Yeah. On the back of the VHS, um, the New York times wrote evil dead two is one of the goofiest, goriest movies, this side of the grave. (laughs) And, And thinking of that, I mean, just the chainsaw scene alone where they, strap a chainsaw to the dude's hand yep like obviously in real life that one it wouldn't work because the chainsaws are heavy and 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 whatnot Mm -hmm. but i feel like bruce campbell just kind of felt uncomfortable almost (laughs) like just be swinging it and and Mm -hmm. obviously i'm sure the takes were done short bursts just to make sure it it was done correctly but but that type of slapstick comedy almost like okay chainsaw in the hand and then he uses the chainsaw to make a sawed-off shotgun. Yeah. Like, right. Like, like I, I mean, Sam Raimi. I'm oh, sorry. I probably should have mentioned this early on. But Sam Raimi, the director. Did those. Did those. I mean, phenomenal director. I mm-hmm. love his writing. I love his directing. Fantastic well, guy. It's really funny about Sam Raimi because after they did the first Evil Dead, they weren't necessarily going to do Evil Dead 2. No, and I mean, Hoover's- Evil Dead 2 came out eight years uh seven years i believe after the original and so and they uh him and bruce campbell did a movie called crime wave which absolutely bombed and so <laughs> they went back to this italian filmmaker to get financing for evil dead 2 they got the financing they asked for four million they got a little bit a little bit less than that and as they say the rest is history bruce campbell has played that role many times over and I, I think Sam Raimi and Ted Raimi, his brother, did an excellent job on Evil Dead 2. Yep. And so a couple of the funny things that I've noticed throughout the movie was uh, uh, um, when Bruce was trying to outrun the demon to enter his body. I was thinking, man, could anyone really outrun a demon? I mean... Or the demon just toying just, with them and just like chasing yeah, them he was knowing that chasing, they yeah they're gonna eventually slow down stop go into a room whatever <laughs> and i was like i don't think i can outrun a demon no but he was no. but, but but ash was seriously <laughs> the only person that could i don't know if it was necessary well repress the demon when he found his girlfriend's uh necklace with the ring on it mm-hmm. like he was able to repress the demon out of his body Dude, uh, I'm guessing love, love, yeah, love yeah. kills all. Love demons. conquers all. But but none of the other people, none of the other people in the cabin were able to fight it off. Fight it yeah. off. Now I have to ask, what was your favorite scene of Evil Dead Two? Um, I, I think it was just the house laughing scene, <laughs> like with the 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 deer mounted on the wall laughing and the lamp and mm-hmm. like just that was just so funny. Like it just it it kind of made me see like. Okay, so having a demon in your in your house, your house is cursed, your house is possessed, and basically it's trying to make you go mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the mentality. I mean, this was actually kind of the first. I mean, obviously this was made in the eighties. I've seen a lot of horror movies since then, but this this movie really made you look at how a how a curse or how a demon should make you feel i don't i don't think there's been really any other movies i mean there's the stupid conjuring movies and there's (laughs) you know i mean there's a lot of other things out there with that have to do with demons and possession but this movie kind of really grasps what a demon could do 
Like it, yeah. it you know, it kind of makes you go nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, or there was the scene where his, you know, his Annie comes out of the grave and enters the room and she's all back to human and, you know, trying to get him to, you know, Oh, you killed me, blah, blah, blah. And then straight demon face, like, Oh, she, he, he didn't fall for it, <laughs> but he went mad. He like woke up in the chair, like all, all mad. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a yeah. interesting take on a horror film. I really, know, but... I think probably my favorite scene in that movie is when he chops off his hand and the hand is just absolutely, you know, driving him insane and just, Yep. Well, you know, he's trying to shoot it, and yep. And the, I, the, the extra blood on the walls when the hand actually goes in the walls, and dude's like shooting into the walls, and he finally feels like he got the hand, and mm-hmm. the blood starts dripping down <laughs> from the wall. That all of a sudden, just like the shining blood just, just coming down out just, of the wall. Was I mean, uh sorry to interrupt. No, oh, sorry, go for it. Uh, is Evil Dead Two? That was the one with like uh the uh, the naked body with the chainsaw right and it flips and then like cuts it in half was that the second one uh i um, think that's a uh, army of darkness i'd have to look that up yeah i okay. know the only thing i the only time he ever chopped someone in half was his girlfriend's head okay which was pretty he, funny like, he put it in the vice and in the vice and then there was like a woman's body that had that charged in yeah that was her i don't know if it was the Oh, baby, you're right. And then it was it, the chainsaw. You are right. It was he, that way. He it fought it off, yep. and like the chainsaw came back and sliced the sliced body, body in half, and it was yep. dancing yep. and whatnot. Yep. You were right. Yeah, it was the second one. <laughs> but yeah, the hand scene, it kind of reminded me of uh, Idle Hands. Oh. With huh? Sawa. Because remember, he cuts off the hand, and the hand runs around and starts killing people. I don't think I ever. You ever seen Evil Dead? The, with the... Devin Sawa and Sean. Idle Hands? hands. That? Yeah, that's what I said. Idle Hands. Yeah, but you what said Evil Dead. Have you ever seen sure. Evil Dead? <laughs> yeah, have you ever seen Evil Dead? No, right. Idle Hands. Sorry, going nuts. But yeah, Idle Hands. It that the hand scene definitely kind of reminded me of that, and yeah. I'm guessing that's where they might have got the inspiration for that movie. Maybe was from Evil Dead because I really have never seen anything. Anything, and the hand looked realistic realistic just like in evil dead in idle hands when the hand got chopped off it just it it, it, it did the whole like claw thing at the very end once the hand kind of you know got evil now how would you guys <laughs> react if like you came across something like that like someone's hand, hand or you have to chop off your own hand could right. you chop off your own hand right and then the thing just comes to life and attacks you and everything and i probably freak out <laughs> i mean if my hand started just doing random stuff all on its own mm-hmm. i mean maybe with a maybe with a butcher's knife i could chop it off oh, but a chainsaw yeah. <laughs> i don't know if i that, could do it with no. a chainsaw. but here's the thing with a chainsaw it'd be quick and easy i think yeah but i feel like the jagged edges on the chainsaw might make your stump a little less manageable whereas with, be a, like with a butcher's a... knife you can just go one slice and yeah but I don't know how I don't know how easy to, it would be to chop off your hand with a butcher knife going through bone. Yeah, yeah. I guess I don't know. I'm not a butcher. <laughs> like, you imagine if you were just like with the chainsaw going down, and like it, like there wasn't enough force to go all the way through, so you had to push so, it so down. Floppy, oh. floppy hand, and it's like, ah, dude, <laughs> that might be the best solution for a possessed hand. 
because if a hand is physically attached to your body what if it was just hanging that's there? what i'm saying like if it's physically <laughs> attached to the body you can it has the force like you could slap you and choke you and all that stuff <laughs> slap you. and then if it's all completely off obviously you can crawl around and freak the crap out of you right but if you chop it just enough where it's kind of just flopping and then you cauterize your arm your... and you cauterize your wound I don't think it could do anything. It has, it has no motion. It has, like even like the fingers can't do anything. Like mm-hmm. I feel like if it's, if it has your hand possessed, it, it's basically your whole arm. Right. At that yeah. point, it, it could control your whole arm. But if it's literally just hanging by a thread, by a piece of skin, mm-hmm. I don't think it could do much. No, no. Yeah. I don't think so. That would, that's, there you go. There's the There's solution. The solution. <laughs> I like Just I like finding <laughs> I like finding solutions to problems <laughs> on movies from the eighties. I'm gonna and go I, watch. I'm, I'm gonna go watch more eighties movies and contact and, Bruce Campbell and, and be like, "That's what you should have done." Now, and, now, have you yeah. met Bruce Campbell? You haven't been anywhere. I, uh, he was actually in Madison for the first Comic Con that they did in Madison. The first well, Wizard, that's right. The first Wizard, and uh, unfortunately, had to work. I would have loved to have gone. Uh, I've kind of heard in real life Bruce Campbell is it's kind of a jerk. He's kind of yeah. got an ego on him, and that's just what I've heard. Um, maybe other people have had better experiences with him, but he just some of like the stories I've heard. Guy. I mean, it, it okay. So looking at Evil Ted Two now, mm-hmm. like as as a first time viewer, you could definitely. If I never knew anything about about it like i mean i knew about the movie going in i've seen it on shelves i've i've freaking worked at a video store so i've known it exists i knew what it was about and the director and everything like that but being a fresh off the boat person never knowing anything but popping it in i would think b movie Mm -hmm. oh yeah d-list movie like i wouldn't i wouldn't think i would think called classic or think high-end movie and you would think someone like bruce campbell being in this type of movie in the 80s being young you know up-and-coming actor Oh, this is just a slapstick movie that I'm doing, or you know what I mean? Like you right. wouldn't necessarily think of him as an A-list celebrity like he is now. You know, back. In the I don't 80s. know if I'd consider Bruce Campbell an A-list celebrity. No, even even with Ash vs. Evil Dead and how popular that's been. I mean, at, at most, I give him B-list status just because. Yeah, everybody might know who he is, but he he's really only done a few roles in his life. Yeah, I yeah, guess he was kind of hanging on. <laughs> He was kind of hanging on a certain. And and if you guys really want to treat, um, if you guys liked Evil Dead 2, the uh, TV show, which I actually just finished up the other night, um, really goes back to the roots of the original Evil Dead and kind of brings that comedy from Evil Dead 2 into it. It's only three seasons. It's 30 episodes. It's like 25 to about 33 minutes per episode. And it's just it's really well done. Uh, you could probably binge watch the entire series in a day, maybe a day and a half. Yeah, but, it's, uh, it's Sam that's directing it, right? Yeah. Or yeah, Sam Raimi directed Sam it Raimi all. Directing it, or is it someone else? It, they just did a really well, really good job, and the Evil Dead series right. is pretty good. But uh, so, who who directs it? Was it Sam Raimi that directs it? Yeah, or Sam, it- Sam Raimi. They bring back Sam Raimi and and Ted okay. Raimi and the the guys that worked on the original trilogy and. It's just so good, and they bring. Um, it's really funny because the first season they didn't have the rights to the third film, so they could never reference it. <laughs> but oh, they, they they fixed that they fixed that for the second and third seasons, and you could really tell that they they got fixed that problem, especially with the third season. 
but yeah, it's, they definitely go back to the roots and I know a lot of people don't necessarily like army of darkness. I mean, I think it's great. It's campy. I think it's hilarious. Um, but the, the whole, the whole, the whole evil dead, you know, franchise has just done a really good job. I wasn't a fan of the remake per se. I thought it was too gory. That's That's right. I saw the remake in 2013 with Jane Levy. Yeah, I was, you know, when I was doing my Evil Dead research, I was like, (laughs) why does this movie sound so familiar? And I knew, you know, the whole Bruce Campbell Evil Dead Mm. thing, but I saw it anyways because I knew Evil Dead. That's that's why the 2013 movie. Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so stupid, I mean, stupid remakes. Why are they making remakes for great movies? Right. Well, and the the funny thing is with the the Evil Dead remake, it technically is a remake, but it technically takes place in the future. Um, and what they wanted to do was take a crossover of the original and the new one and do a crossover with it. But after the third season of Evil Dead wrapped up, Bruce Campbell stated he was retiring Ash Williams, which is a shame. But yeah. I'm sure the guy wants to move on. Since you're promoting it, where can people watch Ash vs. Evil Dead? Uh, they used to be able to watch it on Stars. Uh, if you have Netflix, uh, the first two seasons are on Netflix. Um, so, you know, you can binge watch the first two seasons. The third season just came out on DVD uh, about a month ago now. Um, maybe they'll put it on Hulu. I'm not 100% sure, but uh, I know for sure it's on Netflix. Cool. All right. Well, I think it's about time to continue our curse uh, to something else. But first, but first, I am going to give everyone the new code word for this month at Hot Comics and Collectibles, our awesome new sponsors. (laughs) Sounding like Vincent Price there for a second. (laughs) Just a little bit. bit. So this um, uh, episode's code word is Mogwai. Mogwai. For those of you that don't know what Mogwai are, we'll get to that in just you. a second. <laughs> but head over to Hot Comments and Collectibles in Richfield, New Hope, and Jordan. Say the code word Mogwai and get 20% off any uh, Evil Dead or Gremlins-related items. And hopefully we have it up and running, but you can go to Hot Comics and Collectibles website and use the code word on there as well. All right. So now we're on to the Cursed Franchise number two. Number dos. And speaking of number dose, you uh, mentioned off air something about my introduction. Uh, yes, Steve. Com- my, my introduction quote to our podcast. If uh, if you would kindly read it again, I will. I will read <laughs> it again. So sometimes you feel like it's cursed when something takes so long to come out, and you don't know if it's really coming out. It sounds like a cursed poop joke. Like yeah. You're, you're constipated. Yeah, you're constipated. You're just sitting on the toilet for hours. <laughs> Waiting for it Waiting to come out it. and it doesn't. Like, I thought I had a poop. <laughs> My bowels are cursed. <laughs> cursed, you that would bowels. Be the, that would be the worst. Yes. Just a little <laughs> bit. All right. So no more poop jokes. Okay. No more poop jokes. Okay. So next up, uh, one of my favorites, favorites growing up. Um, is uh, Gremlins. Mm-hmm. Um, I just remember seeing this movie for the first time and thinking, "Oh, what an adorable little guy!" You're and wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> well, he's still adorable throughout the entire movie. He is still an adorable. adorable little guy. It's just 
the monsters that the humans that, that made come the mistake. out of him. So for those of you that have never seen Gremlins, once again, you know, I think we talk, talk about this uh, a lot on this podcast, but I always shame people for never seeing the movies. It's one of those movies that's a cult classic that if you haven't seen it, where have you been? I know. So just a spot on uh, synopsis. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of nice to see instead of uh, getting it from websites now. I, you I have it on the, the bag movies, of- yeah. So, Gremlins is a wildly original roller coaster ride of hilarious mischief. One minute your hair will stand on end, next you'll be holding your sides with laughter at this at the havoc these supposedly gentle furballs create when rules are broken. One of the most finely remembered box office hits of recent times with the sly special effects that dazzle and enchant Gremlins is what superior popular movie making is all about. So, in short, um, this family gets a t- cute little uh, Mogwai, mm-hmm. which is the, the animal name for, for Gizmo. Right. Um, and there are rules, which we'll discuss here in a short minute. Mm-hmm. And bad things happen. Yeah, very bad. Very things. bad things happen. So, amazing, amazing movie. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Now, first thing when you saw the movie, did you think Christmas movie, comedy, horror, where was your mindset? Uh, when I first saw it, I thought it was a horror movie. But now I think it's a uh, a cult Christmas movie. Like, it's not your typical... Like, it's like Die Hard. Right. It's like, like how Die Hard is. Not a Christmas movie, but it is, but it a, is Christmas a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie. That's what Gremlins is. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's set during Christmas. Yep. Uh, and I yeah. always thought, I always thought that that it could have been a horror movie. Right. I think parts of the first one, parts of the second one have a horror mo- horror movie mm-hmm. type. Of, I think that's probably why they chose Evil Dead and Gremlins because they have that that same kind of the feel. horror slash yeah, comedy comedy side to it. When he brings it to the professor and uh, they're clipping it out of the cage and whatnot, and he's got like a Snickers. And he, he goes underneath the counter and it like bites his hand and something like that and it just runs off. Yeah. Just like you don't see it. You're thinking, what is what this is thing? That? What is it's this monster? Now <laughs> now William Shatner would know what it is. He would know what it is. But I mean, okay, so you got a Chinese shop. Right. Um, old Chinese guy, has this Mogwai. Mm-hmm. No one knows where it comes from. I'm guessing it had to have come from China. All this guy's stuff from right. the shop was Chinese, so you would think this animal would have had to come from the authentic, uh, you know, Chinese, Chinese animal. Right. Yeah, but you go to China, they, 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 everyone has them. Right. It's not the panda bear. It's, it's the mogwai. mogwai. And obviously, people in China know all the rules. Right. But us really Americans, nice. as ignorant as we yes, are, we don't like following rules. No. At all. We just don't. We don't like to follow rules. So that's why they get broken. Yes. Um, but the coolest thing, though, is since I didn't get to see this movie growing up, mm-hmm. you know, I had to see it on yeah, probably VHS. I own the DVD. Mm-hmm. I bought it early on, you know, way back when, watched it a million times. Um, but I actually got to see it for the on the big screen yeah. a couple of years ago um, on Halloween, Ooh. which was really awesome. I got to see it for the first time ever on a big screen. And it definitely played well on a giant yeah. A giant screen. Like the scene where 
Um, his mom goes up the stairs and mm-hmm. she sees the cocoons oh, already yeah. in there. They just looked so big. Yeah. I'm like, man, this is like a scene from Aliens or right, something. You see the you eggs see a, in the pods? Yeah, you think a facehugger is going to jump just out of that sucker. And, how'd yep. that scene look where uh, that elderly uh, woman with the electric chair up the, up the staircase and shot out the window? That is my favorite scene. Okay, I know, I know, we, I know we're, not, we're probably going to get to it later on, but swear to God. My favorite scene, scene was in that? the movie was that. Yes. I used to pause, yeah. rewind, and watch that scene over and over and over and over again. I would lose it, and my mom, we... I would die laughing. We had the VHS, and uh, she would rewind it, and we'd play that scene, because I would break out every time Dude, that I, she would and shoot that, And then that there's window. the gremlins Christmas caroling right. outside <laughs> when she goes flying through the window. No, <laughs> oh, hands down, favorite scene in that movie. That was pretty good. So, so, so it sounds like the first time you saw it was as a kid as well? Yeah, it was as a kid. Um, I can't remember what time of the year it was at, but... Uh, I mean, it was rated PG, so right. I, I don't. I mean, it's kind of weird because you PG movies. When you think PG, you think kids movie, right? With a little bit of uh, adult like, humor, like uh, House with a Clock in the Wall. Yes, I yeah. mean, kids movie with a little bit of terror, a little like, a not little a lot, bit. With this movie, right? I don't. I, I you mean, saw like a I feel Kremlin like the ratings rating system back w- then was a little bit different. Was a little bit different because you saw spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen Gremlins, uh, the ending of uh, uh, Stripe where he just decomposes. Oh, and melts with the water right, and, and the electricity. Right, and the bones, and he just pops out yeah. and then he bubbles down. Oh, the sun. Sorry, the, the sun. The sun. Yeah. yeah, and he just bubbles down. I mean, that was creepy. That scared me as a that kid. That was just ridiculous yeah so i mean i i mean i like seeing it as a kid i watched mm-hmm. like i said watch that sucker a million times yeah. uh that phoebe Cates, music what's that that theme music for it yes very catchy was, yep. she was very attractive in that movie oh dude who doesn't like phoebe Cates? who did okay so written by chris columbus that dude has done a lot of great movies and it was uh, one of the executive producers with steven spielberg so mm-hmm. you knew you know it was going to be good. Yeah, he anyway. Poltergeist, Animaniacs, Freakazoid. Yep. Uh, All the stuff that he gets his hands on. That is... one movie he did, uh, Jurassic Park. Yep. So <laughs> one question that I did write down was, how do you think this movie relates to the theme? Because I, I didn't quite get cursed, but then I kind of remembered mm-hmm. the the neighbors. The uh, What was their name? Oh, the guy with the bulldozer? Yeah. Yeah. Remember how he was always talking about being in the World War Two and the gremlins in the plains taking him down and yeah. being cursed? I think that might be where this Somewhat franchise related. kind of fits in. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at it, maybe maybe the Mogwai is, is cursed. Because when, when, you, when you're cursed, mm-hmm. there's rules. I mean, you go back to like old school stuff like Snow White um, with the apple and Beauty and the Beast, like the Beast... You know, there's rules for him. He has to kiss his one true love before to, the petals. Before the petals fall. So there's cur- so right. so maybe the Mogwai is is a curse. Mm-hmm. Don't get it wet. Don't, don't feed, feed it, it after, after midnight. midnight. Um, and it hates sunlight. Yep. And and that seems like a that that's kind of seems like a curse to me. There's mm-hmm. there's rules set upon the Mogwai to not do it. Mm-hmm. Now, when you get Gizmo wet. He pops out with all the other tiny little gizmos. 
Yep. Or tiny little mogwais. Evil mogwais. Evil, evil mogwais. And I like how they were there. The dad mm-hmm. was like, oh, man, everyone can have a mogwai. Let's get Gizmo. Keep getting them wet. And it and comes every, down everyone. to greed and money. Yep. Every, we'll sell these things. Everyone's going to want a mogwai. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like a gizmo mogwai. I don't want an evil mogwai. Which is... So, Gizmo is the polite, genuine one, but every time the one spawns from him, it's always bad. Yep, How or insane. Was, like, or in the insane. second one, remember in the second movie, the the, the orange one? The, yeah. the, the Magwai with the orange kind of body tone? Why is Dude, that? I don't know. I feel like Gizmo has inner demons. That could be it. Those are that, those are what He's, Gizmo isn't, or what he has on the inside, maybe. Maybe it's... Uh different parts of the curse like each yes. one represents a different but what's funny is and and the the mentality of those mogwais mm-hmm. when they eat after midnight they you know have the same mentality i think like i don't know maybe the flasher mogwai oh you know in the bar <laughs> like he might have been that you know and it and it's kind of funny how they multiply too. So when mm. they're furry and fuzzy, they multiply furry and fuzzy. When they're in gremlin form, they're they multiply. Well, or... well, when they actually turn into yeah. the eggs and they turn into actual gremlins. Yeah, that's right. Yep. They multiply as gremlins. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm guessing that's their last state. Like once once they become gremlins, then they don't revert back to back to mogwais or that's that's that's, who they are that's who they are it's kind of like when the caterpillar changes into a butterfly they can't go back they can't go back it's a one-way trip yep and obviously i think it's funny when uh stripe learned that when getting wet causes them to multiply Mm -hmm. he just runs to the public pool and jumps in yep just cannonball and everything just yep right into the water he knew like all right i'm gonna make a million of us Mm -hmm. and we're gonna wreak havoc on this city and I, and it's really funny to think that they're actually smart enough to, I mean, they do, they're sentient, I think. I mean, they kind of talk, they kind of have a language. Right. They're playing poker uh, in the bar. I don't know if they're playing, I think they're playing poker. I don't think they're playing it well. <laughs> yeah. They, they had a basic understanding of a card game. Uh, yeah. They were drinking beer. They were watching uh, Snow White in a movie theater. Yeah, but that dude, Snow White is their Achilles heel. Yeah, that's that's if you guys ever get your city attacked by zombies, make Snow sure you White. get Snow White. Showing of Snow White in your local movie theater will solve your problem and just burn it down. Which will suck because then you're out of a movie theater. Right. Sad. Oh man, might have to get a backup movie theater just right. in case. But I, like sure, how, yeah. but I like how Spike was like, candy. Dude, dude was obsessed. Yeah. He loved his 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 sugary foods. Yeah, you got to keep them hyped up and... All uh, pumped up, all yeah. that energy of multi-plant and yeah. shooting pods out of but it's bag. But it's real. Yeah. how <laughs> Dude, it's like giving birth a hundred times. Just, just balls shooting out of your back. Like, you how know, do you... The other thing, the other thing, speaking of, you know, that... So he goes in the water and he uh, he spawns some and then obviously he those multiply and does it stop? Is there a point where getting him wet no longer works? I feel like if you jump in a pool, right? And you just you, you just have one dude hang back. You're like, dude, okay, you're hanging out in the pool. Like, right. And you only spawn so many. Like, okay, you can spawn four. That's it. You're done. You have to right. wait six months to become pregnant again or right. something. Like that's what I was wondering. It was like. Does he just continuously spawn more? 
until he cannot as like a body or like until there's no water left in the pool maybe he had, like you think he, he just absorbs the water right like I, I don't know it's really weird yeah mogwais are weird yeah but adorable if he, only if you have gizmo yep i like how gizmo like tried not getting wet mm-hmm. like it's it's one of those things like you can't give it a bath you can't brush its teeth we were also wondering, okay, so if he drinks water, does that count? Is he? Yeah. Or is it? does his outside have to get wet? Or is it no water at all? Or liquid at all? Can he drink soda? Like, can he get... I guess yeah. I think it's don't get him wet. Don't get him wet. That's, that's, but, but if you're drinking, you're not getting wet. No. Like if I spray you with a hose, you're getting wet. But if you're right. drinking water, you're, you're not, not get, getting wet. Right. And I think everything needs water to live. Right, unless he just has a natural way of maintaining hydration in his body. Yep, and which... I like I like when the when the guys questioning him on the on the Mogwai, like at the police station, they're like, mm. so so what if he's flying and he goes through a time zone, but it's technically not after midnight in your time zone, but he flies into a new time zone when it is after midnight. How does that work? Right. How does that work? Yeah. Does it work? Is he only a central time Mogwai? Like if he was born in a certain time zone? He has to stick to that. He has to stick to that time zone? Do you really want to try that out? Do you really want to risk it? Like if I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's really weird. Yeah. Like, I guess it's always midnight somewhere. That's true. It's always, and how long after midnight? Is it? 5 a.m.? Sunrise? I'd go sunrise. I think most curses, most curses end at sunrise. Okay. Like the Shrek, when mm-hmm. the when Cameron Diaz's the princess Fiona. Yep. At sunrise, she's normal human. At sunset, she's becomes the an ogre. ogre. So that might be that might be how the curse works. So anytime after midnight, see, it would have worked so much better if it was don't feed him after sunset. Right. Instead of after midnight. Right, because it's like, is it? Are you just saying, is it midnight to midnight? Because then it's just like... It's always after midnight. It's always after midnight. Yep, right like, now is after midnight. Yeah. Even though midnight's five hours away. Right. We're after midnight. We're still after midnight. Midnight right. already passed us. Right. The only, so the only time you would be able to eat would be at midnight. I feel like this is that type of thing from Spaceballs. Then is now. <laughs> and then how oh, they're going back and forth. And yep. like, yeah. That's it. That's it. He can eat for one minute. At yeah. midnight, he can eat. And then that's it. And then that's it. He has to digest and finish everything. Mm-hmm. Or oh, that was the other thing. If he gets like a corn kernel, like he's eating like corn, mm-hmm. and then it gets caught in his, in his tooth, uh-huh. and then after midnight, it gets dislodged and he swallows it. Right. He didn't eat it at midnight. It just got... It was it was saved, and yep. it just... It was, it was, it was cursed. Yep. It was stuck up in his tooth and came and... Yeah. yeah, and I like they're like no, I didn't feed him after midnight, and then he pulls the clock cord, and the clocks chewed, oh, chewed off. And see those 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 evil evil Mogwais are super smart. They do, and then they're eating the chicken wings and everything. That was crazy. Yeah. They love chicken. I think that's their favorite food. That's yeah. Once they get their first taste of meat, like what else are they gonna go for? I know. So I I so I like how they really blended in the comedy with mm-hmm. the horror. Yeah. Like I really did. Like so in the scenes where you know the mom's in the kitchen cooking. 
oh, do yeah. you hear what I hear? Yep, and then, like, the, <laughs> the gremlin comes, like, right out of the cabinet with the knife. Yep. It's, like, slashy, slashy. And then, like, all the other gremlins are hanging out inside the Christmas tree, and she falls into the Christmas tree yep. and gets all cut up. And, and she throws one in, like, the microwave. The microwave. In the blender or something like that. Yep. And... Yeah, and the feet. That, but see, that, that's where the comedy <laughs> comes in. She goes back in, and the feet are just, <laughs> just spinning, spinning, spinning in the top of the blender, like... I don't know, just just the mix of, of stuff is really good, and they mm-hmm. did a great job at the end of the movie with Spike and the department store and making that really Driving creepy. the Barbie car. And then, but even, like, when, yeah, Spike with uh, the chainsaw. And yes, the, that was just crazy. Yeah. So so one other thing I then I wrote, um, I mean, do you have a favorite gremlin? Before we get to our next thing, do you have, do you have a favorite gremlin, someone that stands out to you? Uh... Is it kissy face Greta Gremlin? No. Uh, I would have to go just with with Spike because he was like the first. Yeah. He was, and he was like the main baddie that just he was the cause of it all, and he just he just had that one cool looking stripe down the middle of his head, and he was like the king of mischief. Yep. Between the Gremlins and whatnot. What about you? I like from from the second from the sequel. Mm-hmm. I like the smart gremlin. Yeah, he's he's kind of one of my favorites. Where he, where he was... takes the brain juice and mm-hmm. becomes like super smart. He's like, oh, <laughs> I can't remember like what he says, but uh, not on top of my head anyway. But <laughs> but he's really funny. He's like he's always talking about his species and uh-huh. and you know why they're afraid of sunlight and then he injects that bat. The bat uh, gremlin with the sun, the injectable sunscreen. How uh, did they uh, get like? Because you had the bat, you had uh, the spider. Oh, that um, is the creep dude. How, that how is do you the go from one. a gremlin to a different? No, it was it was because they're in the science lab. So the se- oh. the sequel. So the sequel. They're in New York, mm-hmm. and Gizmo's at the shop, and the the guy dies. Mm-hmm. The, the the old Chinese guy dies, mm-hmm. and so then they're demolishing his building, and and he escapes, and then one of the scientists find Gizmo on the street and capture him and bring him to the science lab at the Clamp Corporate building where they're working, mm-hmm. and so the they're basically mad scientists that have injectable things and and like brain things making things electricity like they inject a mouse with with electricity right so that way the mice could power new york city because of the electricity they generate and they make tomatoes that don't that are basically bouncy balls that don't explode or anything that would be something so but that's where all these gremlins kind of morph like the brain juice the gremlin drink that Mm -hmm. and the bat one, they injected him with like bat serum, and he turned into a giant flying bat. So then the spider, the spider one, one same thing, dude. Mm-hmm. That spider one was hands down <laughs> the creepiest, scariest gremlin ever. Hands down, yeah. that thing freaked the crap out of me. And I was recently at uh, Hot Comics. Mm-hmm. They have so you guys got, got the codes. So if you guys want to use it, right? I'd use it on this. They have a replica, like a one-eighth scaled replica uh, of the spider gremlin. I kind of want it, mm-hmm. but I don't want it because right, I don't because want it hanging around my you house. you forget about it and the lights are off, you turn it on, and, you, and that's the first thing you see. Oh, you just my like, God. Holy shit. Just creepy as all hell. <laughs> I swear to God. 
So one thing I pulled up for us to talk about, Mm -hmm. 20 things you might not know about Gremlins, which is going to be really hard because I've seen this movie a billion times. So you might know. So I might know all of them. Um, So number one, um, it's unexpectedly dark themes are partly responsible for the creation of the PG-13 rating. I guess I did not know that. Yeah. So... Truth be told, it's Steven Spielberg who really who's really responsible for the introduction of PG-13. Both Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom, mm-hmm. um, and Gremlins were rated PG. Now, Temple of Doom was a... When he took that kid's heart out and yeah, everything that, into that the Yeah, that could lava. have been PG-13. Right. Um, upon their release, and subsequently uh, criticized for uh, being kid-appropriate mm-hmm. um, because of the rating. Uh, to avoid being slapped with an R rating in the future, Spielberg suggested the MPAA to add a rating in between PG and R. So, so there was Steven never Spielberg. actually... Yep. There so was... on August 10th, 1984, Red Dawn became the first movie to be released with the new PG-13 rating. Wow. Yeah. That's where it came from. Yep. But Gremlins could have been a whole lot darker. And it could have. I mean, they yeah. could have cut out the comedy. They could have cut out a lot of. I mean, they those gremlins. I mean, they could blood, gore. The I mean, way that they kill it. people, they could have yep. really shown it. But I mean, I'm glad they kind of went with the comedy mm-hmm. aspect of it. Yeah, lighten it up just a little. Yeah, bit. just a smidge. So Chris Columbus didn't write Gremlins with the idea that it would actually be made. Really? Well, I mean, back then you. It was just you know, a fun story. Fun to, story. Yeah. yeah, he wrote it as a spec script and a writing sample. Oh. It found its way into the hands of Spielberg, who explained that it's one of the most original things I've ever come across in many years. <laughs> yeah? I mean, I guess even back then, originality wasn't... Well, I feel like back then in the 80s, originality right. was still... Like, I think more so back then, it was it was more out there than it is today. Yeah. The script doesn't include much gremlin dialogue. Yeah. The only real dialogue was the uh, um, the caroling <laughs> when they were actually singing <laughs> singing the carols. You guess, guess what the clip is called? The what? Deagle Has Landed. Because <laughs> when she goes flying through the, through the window. Deagle. Deagle, 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 Deagle. Oh my god, I swear. That is like <laughs> one of the funniest things. And she just shoots out the window. I don't I knew this. Maybe you didn't. So do you know who the voice of Gizmo is? No. Howie Mandel. Really? You didn't know that? I knew no. that. No. I remember he was the uncle on Bobby's world. Yep. Yep. But I didn't know that. That was him? That was Howie Mandel. So it was the suggestion of voice actor Frank Welker who uh, voiced Stripe in mm-hmm. Gremlins, um, and Fred and Scooby-Doo, um, that Howie Mandel be hired for the role. But Mandel did not sing Gizmo's song. The dude. Oh, yeah. They hired a 13-year-old girl to sing that. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. That, yeah, I didn't know that. Howie Mandel, deal or no deal? Did you know Tim Burton was in contention to direct it? That would have been interesting. I could have seen Tim. See that? See, I could have seen Tim Burton do right. Do Imagine that. how much more twisted it would have been if I don't know how if it could have been any more. I think it was done correctly. I think yeah. the movie was done um, right, or more of a Tim Burton feel to it, like his other films. Yep. 
But so so Tim Burton was still up and coming, mm-hmm. and a year after Gremlins came out, Burton released his first theatrical feature, Pee-wee Herman's Big Adventure. So, so let's see. Security was tight with the Gremlins. Oh. Because there was no CGI at the time of Gremlins, the mm-hmm. creatures were animatronic puppets, um, each uh, which took a major chunk of the uh, film's budget. Yeah. Which, once again, special effects. Uh, Zach Galligan revealed that when leaving the set each night, security personnel asked the cast and crew to open their trunks of their cars to ensure they hadn't stolen any props. <laughs> I mean, I definitely like a gremlin on hand. That'd be kind of... I'd like to take Gizmo. Fun. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, Phoebe Cates was a controversial casting choice because of her infamous topless scene from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah, that'd so she it. was So she was going from a rated R movie... To a PG PG movie and back then, Mm -hmm. you know, but Phoebe Cates is hot. Yes. Yes, she was. I had a huge crush on her. So did you know it's the first film to feature the now iconic Amblin Entertainment logo? You know, with E.T. flying through the moon and then Amblin Entertainment? Yeah. Elliot. 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 So here we go. Here we go. This is this is why. So the film was originally scheduled for a Christmas release. Hey. Yeah. So offbeat as it may be, Gremlins is definitely a Christmas movie. That's the spirit. Yep. And as such, it has been planned for release during Christmas season. But when Warner Brothers realized it didn't have a summer movie to put up against Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom or Ghostbusters. Wow. I didn't realize that was released the same year as though. Man, Gremlins went up against them. Some hard hitters. Tough movies. It was moved up uh, moved up the release date. The film performed well and ended up being the fourth highest grossing film in 1984 behind Beverly Hills Cop, Ghostbusters, and Indiana Jones Temple of Well, Day. if you're going to be in the top five that year, those yep. are the movies to be behind. Exactly. Kate's story about her father's death was a polarizing scene. Oh, the getting stuck in the chimney? Chimney. Oh, that would suck. That's why she felt cursed. She That... That, that could, she, got, she was she has her Christmas curse right there. Right, trying to be Santa Claus and got stuck in the chimney and. Yep. yep. Did you know Billy was supposed to be the hero in the last scene of the movie? Really, but Gizmo was. Gizmo saved the day by, you know, using the car off the ramp and, and hitting and the blinds. Hitting or the blinds. Whatever. Yep. Gizmo and Stripe were the same creature at one time. Yeah. Yep. It was also at Spielberg's suggestion that Gizmo's role in the film grew. Originally, it's the cute, uh, cute little Mogwai pet himself who transforms into Stripe the Gremlin. Oh. So Gizmo would enter the cocoon and Come became out. Stripe. Interesting. That would have been weird not to have Gizmo the whole movie. Right. I would have felt bad. Like, that cute little cuddly thing turned into that. Yep. And I was like, I'm done. And the final thing I'll say, so once again, I'll put up all 20 of these up on our website so you guys can read them all. Mm -hmm. Um, The last one I got, Gremlins May Rise Again. Though Gremlins did spawn a sequel, the 1990 Gremlins 2, The New Batch, there has been much talk in recent years about a reboot of the original. Now, fuck that. (laughs) I'm going to put an explicit warning on this podcast tonight. As it always is As on it iTunes. Always is on iTunes, because <laughs> sometimes we randomly swear. Like poop um, jokes. Yes, and we're gonna rate this PG because right. we can. But anyway, <laughs> um, I no no fucking reboots. I uh, swear to God, if they do a reboot of this movie, I'll be pissed. If you make a sequel of it with the same cast, I'll be okay with it. It's if 
Ah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Certain certain properties they should never touch in anything. Yeah. See, in a 2012 interview with Screen Rant, Columbus didn't seem totally on board with the idea. Right. I think it's impossible to recreate Gremlins in a CGI environment. I think it would look garbage. It would. Um, I think it would inevitably lose some of its charm. Those are edgy Muppets in in a sense, and you don't want to lose that sense of anarchy that those Gremlins had. Because behind the scenes, there are 25 puppeteers making them come to life. Mm -hmm. Um, But in August 17, it seemed to have a different opinion on the matter, saying that he had completed a script for a third installment. I'm really proud of the script, Columbus told uh, film. It is as twisted and dark as anything, you, so you, so we'll see. Um, it's always a budgetary conversation when we're going to shoot it. I want it to go back to the really twisted sensibility in the, of the first movie. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like... They'll bring everyone... It sounds like Columbus wrote the script, which is always first thing. Mm-hmm. I think they should go back to the puppet puppeteering of it if you're gonna do it i don't think i mean maybe few cgi here and there Mm -hmm. obviously you know practical effects best thing if you can use cgi here and there i guess i wouldn't be necessarily opposed but don't make the gremlins themselves cgi CGI. um uh that's what i've always admired on uh certain directors is especially uh christopher nolan when um working in the the Dark Knight movies was everything was pretty much practical, and he he only had to use CGI when he he had to when he absolutely right. needed it. So, all right, guys, I think we ranted well oh, into the night. Wild. You might you might feel cursed from listening to us tonight or today. Your ears during are the day. Bleeding. I guess depending on when you listen to this, I'd say maybe maybe in the description. All right, listen to us at night. Yes, with the lights off. With the lights off. All right, guys, so let's close (laughs) it out here. Um, So we do have a current contest roaming. Um, Kevin, I probably didn't tell you, but I guess you might have seen it online. Maybe not yet. But So we have a rate and review contest Ah. on a website called smashbomb.com. So what that site is, if you guys don't know, um, I was part of the beta um, of that website. It's oh, basically, yeah. it's basically a, a website. Kind of, it's basically, think of it, Facebook yep. for movies, TVs, podcasts, and all that those. stuff. So you, so you get your own followers, you rate movies, books, all that stuff. And people can comment. Mm-hmm. So it, it was literally built as a Facebook, but for that, but stuff. for this specifically. So, um, they started doing giveaways on there and uh-huh. I talked to the CEO of the, of the company. If I can, do a do a giveaway on there, mm-hmm. and he said, "Yeah, just tell me about it." So I was like, "Let's do a rate and review." Um, now, if you're new to it, join, rate a bunch of things, um, and review a bunch of things. You need a minimum of twenty five what's called kudos points, uh-huh. and how you get those is logging in daily, um, giving kudos to other people's reviews people will give you kudos for making making reviews so you just need to build up 25 it takes maybe two three days depending on how many things you review um just to build build up your your reputation but the reason why i set it at 25 is because i want to kind of get people that are rating and reviewing on the site Mm -hmm. the opportunity to give us you know positive or negative reviews doesn't doesn't matter um but i i want people people that do do that to give us the reviews. So hop on to smashmom.com, click on giveaways, check us out. We're right on top right now. Um, it's running from 
right now it's been running for a few days all the way through October 23rd. You got plenty the, of time. You got plenty of time. The prize is January's Loot Crate. There's a picture of it on our website, LootTimePodcast.com. Um, so definitely check that out. Um, if you guys have the time, please go on iTunes and rate and review us on iTunes as well. It helps build our reputation, gets people to listen to it. We have gotten some really great feedback so yes. far on iTunes. I know I posted that on our Facebook. Yep. Um, Loot Time Podcast on Facebook. Very motivational. Make sure you, make sure you like stuff. like that on there. I do love hearing that people listen to us mm-hmm. to get the this information because they yeah. don't think they can really get it anywhere. I know we talk about franchises specifically from Loot Crate, mm-hmm. but I think what people get out of it is much, much more than what they originally thought. They're like, oh, these guys talk about franchises that come in right. Loot Crate. But we delve so deep into what we like, what we don't and like. We talk about and it. And we just talk about it. And even if it's franchises we never heard of before, I think people like that too. They're like, oh, these guys are new to these franchises. Right. And are giving it gets us... them excited to hear. Yep. Like, maybe I know something that they don't. Like, yep. it's, so, yeah. So do that for us. Um, please. please. We really do enjoy it. Um, and any constructive criticism and feedback you want to give us, dude, go to our website. You can email us directly, uh, lootime at yahoo.com, or we have a uh, um, link on our website that you can mm-hmm. click on and send comments to us as well. If you'd like to be a guest on our show, hit us up, yeah. man. We love to. We love new people. We love yep. to hear what they think. Um, so our social media, I mentioned Facebook, Loot Time Podcast. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Loot Time Pod. Uh, remember the uh, discount code for Hot Comics and Collectibles is Mogwai. So save twenty percent on Evil Dead and Gremlins merch at Hot Comics. Um, use it on the web HotComicsandCollectibles.com as well. Uh, once we get that hooked up to give discounts on there. Um, yeah, wow, we've been talking a lot. So, yeah. <laughs> woo, Dude, it's been a take fun. A it's been a fun evening. <laughs> so, um, I'm Steven Sklansky. I'm Kevin Ebner, and that's all the loot time we have. Good, Good night. night. Go.